0: Hey, what's up, guys? This is Brad. This is Miles. And welcome to the house. Before we say anything, Brad, I just want to make sure. Are you watching the World Cup? I'm watching the World Cup, and uh, last week I was winning a bunch of money. This week, not so much. I gave that money right back to the bookie.
1: But I can tell you, uh, last week I said it was the most fun I've ever had watching soccer. This might be the most fun I've ever had gambling on sports.
0: Literally, I, I, I'm i thinking that I got you hooked, right? You're definitely hooked on soccer. Love soccer. Have you figured out a Premier League team yet? Uh, I'm still deciding, but you know, I'm
1: not leaning towards Tottenham anymore. Okay. I'm, I, I'm thinking I might go with Arsenal.
0: Arsenal, all right, all right. Was it the Gunners? Arsenal, Gunners, nice. So All about that life. I don't have a pre- Premier League team because I, I like to strictly just root for different players in the Premier League, and then it leaves me opening to... It leaves me open to bet. It's easier to bet when you have no loyalties, or you're not rooting against your your your, your sworn enemy. Um, but dude, this World Cup has been it's been master. It's been master class. Russia's done a great job hosting it. Before the initial the initial games were were not really didn't have a lot of audience, but it didn't matter because there was good soccer on the pitch. Um, Germany is out of the World Cup. Uh, Brazil finally had a dominant game. Argentina squeaked in. Colombia is back from the dead. Tomorrow is going to have huge implications. Senegal versus versus um, Colombia. We're also going to have England versus, excuse me, Belgium. England just put up a six spot. Belgium has what eight combined goals in their two games. I'm ready for tomorrow's soccer too. It
1: should be high scoring game. I'm excited for the round of sixteen. We got Brazil playing Mexico. Oh my in the god! Round of sixteen.
0: Who's France playing? France has a good match. France Argentina. That's another good, another good one. That's, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be the a, a, a team full of veterans versus a team, you know, full of a bunch of young guys who don't have a lot of chemistry. But I don't know. Even I even think the young guys, although they have looked frantic and and discombobulated, I think France stands a good chance to beat Argentina. Especially especially the poised France. I mean, I know their game was zero zero, but literally France played with almost all without almost all their starters. Griezmann was in, but Griezmann wasn't in for a long time. They played with no Pogba. They they didn't put Mbappe in until really late. Um, they tried different things out, and they still held them to a nil-nil draw. So it's going to be exciting to see. Argentina just lucked their way in.
1: But the big question on everybody's mind, Brad, we all know, what is the house doing for the summer? And I am here to answer that big question because yes. we got the, the World Cup's going on, but it's not going to last forever. We yep. got uh, baseball going on. We got... Uh, Hockey and basketball that just wrapped up. But you know we're all about football. So what football. we're gonna do this summer is we're gonna do an all out football preview by breaking down a different conference or a different NFL division every single week. Yes. We're gonna have a lot of fun with this. But we what we wanna and also in the middle of there, third weekend in July, we're gonna be down in Miami. Yep. So that's gonna be fun. We'll get to that later. But for now, we are going to go ahead and start with, let's just talk about the basics of betting these football games that we're going to
0: have so much fun betting here in the fall. Yeah, we know we get a lot of people who are really interested in betting, and they just say, hey, Brad, Miles, I, I want to bet, but I have no idea what to bet, how to bet. What is what is a spread? You guys keep talking about these spreads in all your podcasts. Miles, Could you give them a quick rundown on what you would say a spread is? And, and And we'll talk about the differences between a college football spread and an NFL spread.
1: Yeah, and uh, before I get into that, I also, I just want to say, as it pertains to spreads, even if you're not into betting, have knowing what the spreads are, knowing who the favorite is and the underdog is, it just makes watching the sport more fun. Yeah. Okay, so, and notice how I said that there is a favorite and there is an underdog, and for most of the time, this is what we're going to be looking at when we see a spread, and you're going to see the favorite have a little minus sign yes. next to their name in parentheses with a number next to that minus sign. So, for example, let's say the favorite has minus seven next to their name. That means that the Vegas oddsmakers are saying that that team is predicted to win by seven points. Yes. So, it's now up to you to decide, okay, is this favorite going to win by seven or more points? All right? So, then on the flip side, the underdog would be what? Plus seven. Yes. All right? So, that's what we're talking about when we say, all right, this team is minus seven. They're the favorite. This team is plus seven. They're the underdog. So, now you're betting... Is this team going to lose by less than seven points? Yeah, and if so, they can still lose. You still win your bet as long as it's within seven points.
0: Yeah, and you know one thing I like to explain to people who, who that might be even over their head. They're like, "Well, how am I going to remember the plus or minus?" I this is a, a very juvenile way to explain it, but I think I like to think of it as how what where are you going to put the money? Where are you going to put the points to make it fair? So in a in a even world the odds makers are giving they're spotting the underdog seven points so you're going to add seven points to the underdog score to make it fair you're going to minus but now this is a two separate things you're not gonna do both at the same time now you're gonna minus seven points from the favorite to make them fair that's the easier way to think about it if you get hung up on well how am i gonna remember plus or minus um just think about it is is making it as fair as possible
1: yeah, and uh, if you want to go ahead here and just talk about there's a huge difference in college football spreads and yes. NFL spreads. Personally, I mean, everyone knows that I already love college football more. Yeah. But the spreads, just because of the uh, difference in talent level yeah. and conferences and how many different teams there are, the spreads are going to be much more erratic in college football.
0: Yep, and the the home and away advantage is huge in college football. Not so much in NFL. I mean, you can easily see an NFL team you know, be a dog at home you're very rarely gonna see a college team, a dog at home unless you're super outmatched. Yeah. And
1: uh, you know, one really good example uh that comes to mind for me here because when if where do you win your big money? I would say you really win your big money when you see a big line on an underdog. Yeah. That you're just like, wait a minute, that's way too many points. Yes. I think a really good example last season was uh Michigan State at Michigan. I remember this game. It was one of the first games that we talked about, right? Yeah. Michigan was home. They were 13 and a half. Point favorites. And they didn't even win that game. Yeah. it's just interesting how... Okay, so... In that situation... You know, putting the money on Michigan State plus 13 and a half... Was smart. Which is how you would say that. That was really smart money. They even ended up winning the game.
0: Yes. And it's always better... If you think a team is just... The the spread is just too large. um, And you think the team can be competitive. Go ahead and take the underdog. Because... Take the spread for the underdog. Because like Miles said, they can always... Always pull out the victory. I like to look at it like this. Um, Let's take the Alabama versus Louisville spread that's coming up here. Alabama is a, what, 23.5 point favorite versus Louisville. Now compare that to the NFL. Let's say the Patriots were to be playing the Browns. I think their spread would be somewhere close to like 14. It's just – and that's – I'm literally taking the the best team in the NFL versus the worst team in the NFL. And it's – Alabama – might be one of the best teams in college football, but Louisville definitely not, and you see how big of a difference that is. It's the parity is just a lot more in the NFL because any given Sunday is a real thing.
1: Yeah, and on a normal NFL Sunday, all of those spreads are most likely going to be under 10 points.
0: Yes. Uh
1: so they're not going to predict a team winning by more than 10 points. The Patriots are an exception. I remember the Patriots Titans game in the divisional round, the Patriots were 16 and a half point yep. favorites and they covered. Yep. Now, that's also uh speaking of covering that's a that's what we mean by covering all yes. right so the Patriots they're 16 and a half point favorites so they're minus 16 and a half at home yes they win by 17 they cover
0: yes um it's this and vice versa the the losing team can always cover so you know I see people at a bar they're like wait which team did you bet on and I I'll tell them the team and they lost and I'm excited and they're like why are they ex- excited because I had them at minus 14 and they only lost by 10 so they covered the spread. Another thing you might hear us say is against the spread. And and against the spread numbers are the statistical analysis of wins and losses against the spread that was put on their match. So if they if they cover, they're going to get a win in the against the spread. If they push they're going to get a tie against the spread and if they lose they're going to get a loss um and they don't cover they're going to get a loss against the spread so that's you're going to see ats a lot or hearsay say against the spread that's their numbers that's the statistical analysis versus their wins losses of the spread and
1: i'm glad you brought that up because that probably is the focal point of our conversations yes. when we're breaking down a certain matchup we're always talking about the spread against the spread numbers to us i mean to me especially they're everything they're I,
0: more important than their win loss
1: yeah Absolutely. And because they'll give you against the spread numbers even in specific situations. Yeah. Here is their. I remember that there was a game last year where the Seattle Seahawks didn't really have a good season, but they were playing a Sunday night football game. It was, it was against, I think it was against the Eagles or the Rams. They had amazing against the spread numbers yeah, at home the in primetime. Yeah. yeah. So for me, that said more than anything on the field. Yes. And I, I, I can't remember. They either won that game, they definitely covered. Yeah. But those against the spread numbers will tell you a lot about how
0: a team performs. And you can see, like, a lot of those bottom tier, middle of the road teams. So they they they're they're not like a, a low tier, but they might be like a tier two, low tier two, high tier three team. You're gonna see they're gonna have pretty god awful records, but they're gonna have good against the spread numbers because they always stay competitive. Let's look at um the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals always found a way to stay competitive, but their record was trash. They that's a team you're gonna put your money on because they know how to stay in games. You don't want to put your money on them money line, which is something we'll cover next. But you want to. Put your money on them the spread because the odds makers are the odds. All right, we're going to go ahead and push this over here. The odds makers are going to set this at something like three and a half to five, right? The public's going to bet on they're going to bet on the other team because they think, of course, they're going to beat them by five. That's going to move the line. The spread moves with the public. So if more people put money on the minus seven, the minus seven is going to move to minus seven and a half. That's going to move to minus eight. And th- there's a big thing in the NFL called fading the public. The best way me personally, to bet the NFL is you you check out the initial line. That means see what the spread initially is, and that might be three and a half. You wait and wait to see where the line moves. If you see it goes from like three and a half to a five, I would consider putting money on the plus five because the Vegas makers are really, really good at setting close spreads. It might teeter-totter up. It might teeter-totter down. And, of course, you're going to have your anomalies where a, three, a minus three and a half game gets a team gets beat by what 25 or something, and, and that's gonna happen. But statistically, you're gonna wanna, you're only gonna win. Good gamblers are only gonna win in about 60 to 70. 70 is really high, so like 66% of their bets. So you're gonna wanna beat the spread as many times. So that's why you wanna fade the public.
1: And what's interesting about that with, with the line moving and general
0: opinion affecting the
1: line, you know, a big uh, thing about that is teams like Ohio State, Alabama the patriots yeah. you're going to see that their against the spread numbers are not that good no. but why it's not because they're bad teams it's because vegas is going to set their lines so much higher than other teams
0: yeah i think that um what it was it was 2 years ago 3 years ago when alabama won the national championship they covered in two games in the entire year yeah and in, in the, the play was to bet against alabama because the alabama was running the ball still you know they were controlling the game but the spreads were obnoxious like 19 and and 25 point spreads against conference rivals even on the road and I mean you don't want to root against your team but I'm guilty of putting money against on the underdog because the spreads were just insane when Ohio State went on the road last year at
1: Iowa they were somewhere right around 18 point favorites on the road they end up losing that game by 31 points yeah
0: it's just, I mean, in the, the public is, is a crazy thing. Be careful. Like, I know a lot of you guys like to do your research. Be careful going on those research sites and only looking at the consensus. Because the consensus, the public, the betting public is naturally wrong. Because most people don't study the, the trends. Trends are probably the, what you want to look at. Trends and against the spread numbers. The consensus doesn't really matter ultimately because the majority of, of public... Gamblers are incorrect. That's how Vegas makes. That's how Vegas makes more money than they should. Um, there's another way Vegas makes money that we'll cover in another episode. But the public is generally wrong. So, fade the public in the NFL is just a bit of advice I can give. So those are uh, spreading uh, basics on the spread. Yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about money lines. Okay, money lines. I'm going to give you the most basic explanation of of how to know how much you're going to pay and how much you're going to win on a money line. So a casino always has a 1 to 1 a 1 to 1 odd. How they make their money is they want a certain amount of people on one side of the on the coin and a certain amount of people on the other side of the coin. The favorite is going to have a negative 100 and some denomination so like a negative 150. That means you are paying the you're paying the casino a 50 you're paying the casino a $50 commission on every $100 you bet. So if it would be $100 if it, if it be a $150 bet You make $100. You have to pay $150 to make $100. On the flip side, the underdog will have what's called positive positive odds. It might be plus 120. So if you make a $100 bet and your team wins, they pay you a $20 commission. So you make $120. Yeah, and I think the most important
1: aspect of this conversation is the plus and the minus. Yes. And, it, and it's going to be like that for the spread and for the money line. Yes. If any of this has been over your head or any of this is a little confusing, really, all, that's all you got to know if you want to keep up with these things yes. is when you hear minus, you know that's the favorite. Yep. You know that's the team's predicted to win. Yep. When you hear plus, you know that's the underdog. Yep. And it's going to make it more fun to follow when it, like that's really all you have to know now with money lines, right? Yeah. Okay, so if, if there is a plus 800 underdog, then you know that a one hundred dollar bet is going to win you eight hundred dollars,
0: and that means they're a very big underdog. Huge, like a normal, That's an extravagant example. A normal underdog's like plus one ten, maybe as high as plus is one thirty. That's like a, like a okay. They have a chance.
1: Where you'll see those extravagant money lines is college football, college right? College football, if, yeah. If we have like an Ohio State playing up on a bowling green, yeah, something like that, where the odds are just so extravagant, yep, um, that you know, and and at that at that. Uh, time, it might not even be worth it to bet the favorite if they're sitting at like minus four hundred.
0: Yeah, because you're gonna have to risk four hundred dollars just to win one. One hundred And that's where the
1: spread comes into play. Yeah, so that's where, when you want to move over. Right. And a spread is, uh correct me if I'm wrong, it's always set at minus one ten. It usually is is, is where you either minus one ten or minus one twenty.
0: Uh generally um it fluctuates a little. It could I've seen it as like one thirty as the like the highest, but um, you can also get positive odds on a spread. I don't know if they do that in college in college football. I don't think college football. Yeah, though. I don't think so. But I know in a lot of other sports you get positive odds on spread. Yeah, like baseball, baseball, hockey. Yeah, it's a yeah. little different. But, but yeah, those, for- those are run lines. I, I so I maybe I should take a step back. Anytime there's a spread that is in college football and NFL, there's not going to be positive odds. Run lines and goal lines, which is something totally different, that's going to have positive odds. But So yeah, you were definitely correct. Which
1: is why we have fun betting the World Cup. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, With my money line thing is just be careful when you're out there gambling because both of us are guilty of it. We see the big value money lines when those are money lines that have good positive odds and we take them. But you got to remember, the underdog is the underdog for a reason. They typically aren't going to win. But I mean, in other sports, it's more common for an underdog to win. Now, f- college football. Big underdogs very rarely win, so unless you have some crazy insight or you you just want to get lucky, I I would I would say if you're going to want to bet the underdog, stick to the spread. Spread's a little gonna be more favorable than the money line because that means the underdog has to win outright.
1: Good, uh, another good example that pops to my mind. Last year we had Louisville play this one double A school. I believe it was Lamar because I remember yeah. you and I had this conversation where the spread was. 49 and a half yeah. I, I I think like so Louisville was minus 49 and a half they were predicted to win that game by 50 points and in that case you know Lamar's not going to win but take him plus 49 and a half
0: yeah we, I think I we, we made that really clear I, I I I went all in I I pressed that bet and I, I I was successful we both were successful because that's just outrageous uh to beat a team by and and, and you know Alabama beat a team by 59 this season that's a different that's a different conversation. You're talking about a Louisville team that has an average defense, a good offense. That means that defense is bound to give up points. And if they're not giving up points, that means their offense is controlling the ball, which means they're not just firing at will. So 49 and a half points in college football is a lot. So uh should we go ahead and uh, cover over-unders? Yeah, let's briefly touch on over and under. So over and under um, for college football and NFL is a point total where both teams are gonna combine. So if you see an O that indicates that you're going to be betting the over the point total. You see a U means you're going to be betting under, which means they're going to get, let's say it's a 45-point total. That means if you're betting over, both teams' combined score has to be over 45 for you to win. So in in this case,
1: you're going to see a game that pops uh, in mind for me last year was the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State game. Yes. I, I think that over was set at somewhere around, 70 it was yeah it was, it, it was very high so in college football you're gonna see those those uh extravagant overs yep. and unders you know when we have the number one and number two offense in the country we yeah. had that day uh but in the nfl it's gonna be more like i mean you're you're gonna see over unders in the 30s yeah and those are
0: my favorite ones unless unless you have two running teams two terrible offenses or it's a snow game i'm always banging the overs on that because i mean it is what it is i might lose uh, 30% of those but most of the time those low 30 those low 30 overs are golden. And you'll see over under stats very similar to against the spread stats
1: especially when we have two similar opponents going against each other. Yep. You know, the computer will tell you this matchup has gone over seven
0: of the last nine times. Yes. And that's generally any any sport where you have matchups like that and if the, the matchup year is relevant because sometimes they're bringing up stats when they paid five years ago because like soccer teams don't always play each other but any sport if you see that they, their trends are that good like seven out of nine I'm putting my money on that and I'm thinking of divisional matchups divisional, where you know yes, these teams are playing play each other twice, twice a, year. a year
1: those stats are going to be very reliable yes. against the spread and over under numbers those division games are or conference games
0: yes. where they're playing each other every single year the only time I wouldn't take something like that is if you see major turnover in coaching staff major turnover in in personnel on the roster, but most of the time, these NFL teams have pretty much the exact same quarterbacks, similar receivers, maybe a different running back. The trends are going to be the same. The offenses aren't going to change in one or two years. Take those. Take the trends. Bet the trends, whether it's over, whether it's under. Let's talk about you personally, Miles. Are you more of an over guy or an under guy? Over.
1: I I, I don't see, and this is where it's funny, right? Because for me, I love defensive games. Yeah. I Those are my favorite, but when it comes to betting, I'm not going to sit there and root for no points.
0: Yeah, me either. I, I I will be on the edge of my seat and have an anxiety attack betting for no points. I've been getting torched in the World Cup on these overs these last two days. But, I mean, football, I'm rooting, man. I'm touchdown interception. There's so many ways to score. And here's what it comes down to
1: for me. I just want to have fun when I'm betting on my games. Yeah. I love sports so much, and sports betting just adds another element when you do it the right way. Yeah. It does make it more fun. It's not about the money. It's not about winning and losing for me. It's just about, especially, we were talking about this earlier today, betting with your homies, man. Yeah.
0: Like,
1: it makes it Dude, just
0: adds another element. It's fun. We've had so much fun betting this World Cup together. Um, And, and for those of you who don't know, I was on a little um, hiatus, a betting hiatus, because I, I just... Wasn't having fun betting any of the sports that were out because it was baseball or the end of the NBA playoffs. And I just was like, whatever. Now the World Cup came and I started betting again. I had been having a great time. Uh, you guys don't know me and Miles work together. We sit near each other. We go to each other's desks. We talk about our bets and what bets we're going to have. Bet things. Guys, if you guys are want to get into betting, bet things that are going to be fun, win or, lo- win or lose. Do not bet something because you had insight and you have no desire to watch it. Do not bet something because your friend told you and, and it's nothing that you're interested in bet something that you're going to have fun when you lose because at the end of the day you're still risking money and if you lose money it's not always a great thing but consider it paying for the entertainment you you lose the money but you had a great time doing exactly. it exactly and you and I were brought
1: up that way you know yeah. not in just sports betting but just in gambling in general yeah. when you go to the casino you
0: go to have a good time yeah you you, you set aside your investment that you're going to want to put at the casino you lose it it's okay we are definitely really similar in the way we brought up, and my parents say don't ever bring something that you can't stand to lose. Don't ever sports bet something you can't stand to lose because what's the point? You're you're never going to – unless you become like one of us who we stick our nose in the stats, in the trends all the time, you're never going to become a professional sports better just by watching sports. It's impossible. Especially uh,
1: with these guys in Vegas. They have some of the smartest people in the world working there. Yes. And you're going to find that with these spreads, they're – highly accurate. Yeah. Now, one thing I did want to bring up to you actually, which I wanted to talk about before the beginning of the season. Okay. Do you think that there's some kind of advantage to the better in the first like 2 weeks of the college football season where we have the rankings, we have the teams that we think are going to be good. Yeah. But with these lines, if if you are like us and you know a lot about these players and a lot about these teams, yep. I feel like you have a little bit of an you advantage, a little advantage
0: cause with take, these spreads. It's kind of it's like it's your, it's going to be like uh, one of those things where you know the Vegas odds makers aren't really they're not really tuned in, their algorithms haven't been pumping. Right. Those first two weeks you capitalize. It's the same thing. Baseball, first two weeks are really, really difficult to bet because you have no idea. But then once once you start seeing the trends, you, you can you finally get it. You're like, oh, I know. I know right. who's going against who, who who which pitchers are, are struggling against which teams, what kind of teams, what kind of lineups, what kind of batters. Just like football. Football, the beginning is where you really, really want to capitalize and then get your rhythm. No know, know what style of team plays well against another style. Like I, I keep using Alabama as my reference, probably because I research them the most. Alabama struggles against fast quarterbacks. Alabama's probably not going to cover against a, a spread team or a quarterback that's really that's really mobile in the pocket. You you pick those things up the more you watch, the more you research.
1: And I'll say Ohio State always struggles with a Pro-style offense yeah. with three four tight ends uh,
0: yep. on the it's, line.
1: I mean, teams that slow down the game and, and mess up their pace. So, yeah, knowing something like that could also give you an
0: advantage. Yeah, if you ever want to get into betting um, and you want to be serious about it, just do your research. Literally, just do your research. Um and you will be light years ahead of the competition. You will be you will be banging the books. Your bookie will be pissed that he's paying you every week. I know my bookie gets upset paying me, but sorry, guys, to let you down. I'm going to be paying him back the money. Uh, I actually already sent it to him that I won last week. I kept $30 for myself, though.
1: <laughs> Got to keep a little something-something. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that uh, we are excited to keep talking football. Do you realize that we are now in it? I mean, for the next 11 weeks, we are going to be breaking down NFL divisions, college football conferences, be doing little predictions on playoffs.
0: Dude, I'm so stoked. You know, uh, my father was like, yo, when are you guys going to start talking about football again? Exactly. I, I, I was know. just having that conversation last weekend, too. Yeah, a lot of people are, are are asking that. So, guys, do not worry. Football, in our eyes, is back. It's here. We're going to do a joint episode with another betting podcast on football, too. So, we have a lot of football coming up. It's going to be an exciting summer. We're also going to have... Uh, the British Open, or the Open, as it's called now, so uh, that will be when we were down at Doral. So,
1: and also, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope anybody who uh, wants to follow us this football season, this is going to be an important episode. But if you have any questions for us, reach out. Reach out. Absolutely. Email us. Tweet us.
0: Yeah, it's best the house at Gmail. Our Twitter's best the house. Um, I mean facebook's best the house just ask questions don't be afraid to ask us because we're more than excited obviously you can tell we like to talk but we're more than happy to answer any questions you might have now if you start to ask us which games to take every day um that might be a problem because we don't like losing your money and we want you to go in there unbiased but i mean just reach out that was fun that was really fun if you guys have any questions like i said reach out uh, be sure to download our podcast uh, at Welcome to the House on iTunes. Um, we're on Stitcher as well. We're on man, we're pretty much on everything iHeartRadio. Just be on the lookout for our future upcoming shows and our live show at Doral. Tune in for that. I want to thank you guys so much, and uh, can't wait for football.